Welcome to Divine Downloads. This is the show where we help you with the spiritual wisdom and the practical tools to help you bring your vision for your life into your reality. And today I have a super special episode um, because I'm bringing on one of my lovely clients. And um, I wanted to bring on Michelle, uh, Michelle Petrofetta. She is a musician and a drummer, and I'll let her tell you more about herself. But we've been working together for a little under a year now, I think. Uh, she's been in my circle for over a year through different programs and things. Um, and her story is so, I think it's going to be so empowering for anyone out there who is scared of dreaming big, for anyone out there who has a desire in their heart that is just, you know, their mind is massacring by saying like, how could this happen? You know, it's not possible. It's not practical. Um, Michelle is just going to be such an expansive uh, voice for you to hear and her journey and the progress that she's made and how she's really implemented all the things that we've done together. And she's challenged herself and she's gone way out of her comfort zone um to be where she is today and she's experiencing some you know pretty amazing results but without further ado <laughs> welcome michelle <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> i'm so excited to have you on and to like give people a glimpse into um not only like what the pro like what the process of working with me is like but also i just honestly i feel like your story is going to like blow people open in such a really beautiful way. I um, hope so. Thank you. <laughs> so why don't we start off with talking about how you first came to me? So correct me if I'm wrong. The first, the first kind of thing was spread your light, right? Yes. Yes. So where were you when you kind of started this this journey? Totally. So it was a really particularly interesting place for musicians because it was the beginning of quarantine. So when I first came to you, basically my life as I knew it had completely come to a halt. Everything shut down. Um, my work was just like completely gone. And I, I felt like one, I felt like I really did need the break at that point, but I felt like I needed to be doing more. And I had no idea how or why, but I knew that I was playing very small. And I I needed to step out. And in, if I was going to do what I wanted to do with my life, I was going to have to figure it out <laughs> and, and get clear on what I wanted to do. And so that, that was why I first came to you, was just to get clear on what I was even doing. <laughs> yeah, I felt pulled in so many different directions, and I felt like I wasn't really living as fully as I knew I could. And what helped you get clear on that? Well, what, what were the, some of the pieces that kind of started falling into place for you? The the first part of the process was a lot of soul digging, shadow work, a lot of realizing that um, one, I was kind of self victimizing you know, blaming other people for my own place. Mm. And, um, and in, at the same time, holding on to traumas from connected to my, my music and connected to really who, who, how I thought of myself and realizing that those traumas were the reason I was staying so small. So I was keeping myself small because I was scared of getting hurt like that again, or I was scared of that coming, continuing in my life. But I realized that that had happened in the past and I could see that as uh, a learning, like it was like a, an obstacle course basically for my spirit, or I could see it as trauma and and signs that I'm not good enough and so it was taking the step to like see what that was see what those moments were and transform them into something that would help me move forward yeah and just to to backtrack a little bit to even because I I think it's good for people to know even like the more like specifics of so when we for so when Michelle was in spread your light and spread your light is kind of my spiritual business program right and so she was like okay 
you know, it's quarantine. I'm a musician. One of the things that she has done um, for for money is teaching lessons, right? A very logical thing to do as a musician. And so she had another pretty logical and aligned idea of maybe I should do an online course, right? Maybe I should create this online course so that I can make extra money so that I can feel, you know, safe or whatnot. And so that's kind of the energy that she came in with of like my desire. Like when we first, after Spread Your Light, when she decided to start working with me one-on-one and I asked her, okay, when, you know, we talked about this in Spread Your Light in the group, but when we started working one-on-one, I always am like, okay, we're going to like figure out what is the vision? Like, what is the desire? What does your life look like? You know, when you make this quantum leap in the next six months or the next year, five years, whatever the big vision is and get clear on that. And at first it was really interesting, right? Because at first, Michelle, your vision was, was very different than it, than it became, right? Yep. You want to tell them what your first vision was and then what like the, the evolved vision became? <laughs> yes, yes. And this is actually, this is kind of like the crux of, of, I feel like our work together, this is where you like cleaved me off of my like, <laughs> I thought I should be doing to what I actually wanted to do. Um, yeah, so when I first started, I I, I was frustrated. I was really honestly frustrated because I could felt like I wasn't making any money and I had this idea that like, I needed to do this in order to be successful and you know so I I I wanted to make a course and <laughs> I remember you saying to me you were like you're like sure you can do that but like you could tell my heart wasn't in it and you're like do the thing that that your heart is telling you to do and this is honestly this is why you're such a good coach because in that moment I was like pissed I was like well she's supposed to be helping me like do like do things and and little did I know that you were like the whole time just like kind of like pushing me towards the actual dream so so by you doing that you you got me from from being like okay I just gotta make money I just gotta make a course I gotta like see what everyone else is doing and like makes make it happen you 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 push me towards like, hey, that's your dream right there. Like, and you know, I'm in the process of it now, but like writing music and writing an album and actually just like going all in on performing and doing the whole thing. And you, yeah, you show, you shown the light on that part of, of myself. And I, uh, even when I didn't believe in myself, I saw that you believed in me. And so I just went, I went for it and that everything changed from there. I love that. And I want to get to the everything change when that happens. <laughs> but I just, I think this is such an important, um, you know, thing for people to hear and to just realize that like, you know, from my perspective, this happens with almost every client of mine almost every client of mine that I see comes in with what I call like a manageable dream, you know, (laughs) (laughs) where they're like, Oh, well, you know, I actually like really want to be the next Oprah, but I'm going to settle for having a thousand followers and making enough to pay rent, you know, (laughs) and, and whatever. That's like being a joke of it. But you know, one of the biggest things I feel like I learned in my life and along the way is like, I call it, I think I probably said this to you. It's like, just skip to the good stuff, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. we've created all of these kind of false illusions, right? About like, oh, well, it would be easier for me to create a online course and make money that way than book gigs and make money that way, right? Or, you know, these other like new what do you call it jobs that are actually you getting to do your talent right the thing that you really want to do and that's why I love your example so much because you are um you know as a musician it's something that I think everyone can look at and really be in awe of right it's one of those things where for whatever reason even though the truth of the universe is that it's all really the same Mm -hmm. right The truth of the universe is that it's it's 
you know, becoming a successful musician, becoming a successful stock trader, becoming a successful whatever, you know, it's all really the same, right? It just matters what's your dream, what's your desire. Mm -hmm. But when we come to the arts, especially, and I love the arts too, for this reason, uh, the Pisces in me, um, <laughs> is that there's so much like vagueness, right? There's so much yeah. like mystery, yeah. like, how how like it's like the stars really need to align right to make that happen and we see it more as like the start like no one's thinking like oh he you know warren buffett had the stars align to become <laughs> you know warren buffett um but when you look at like madonna you're like the stars align for madonna you know to be madonna right yes. whatever the example is but so i love this topic of um of you being a musician because for anyone listening like, there, like there's no career or no thing that you can manifest that you couldn't, you couldn't mirror and like look at Michelle and be like, okay, well, if she can do this for this, then I can do this for that. And it is one of those things that it's so, you know, the first, like, it's like the first kind of like thing of manifesting, right? Because here's the thing, the truth is, is we might've been able to get you a really successful online course going. Right. right. So we would have wasted how much time, how much energy, how many resources to to build a half dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and some when I finally there's a point where things click when you're like, OK, I'm like you decide you're like, I'm going to just I'm deciding I'm going to do this. And then everything you do is is to facilitate that the momentum goes just like like it could in if for anything that you would want to do except for there's no friction of i don't know if i really want to be doing this it's like my whole heart's in it and my whole my decision was to go for it and so like everything is going in the same direction and it really it really gets a lot of momentum yeah i love that there's so many people describe describe that moment that there's like and until you have it, it's really hard, I think, for someone to like get it. But there is like this like deciding moment. But I'm curious about the moment before that, right? That moment where so we had had that talk. I had kind of you know upset you. I always I know I always know I when that when that session <laughs> happens, I always know that they're like silently cursing me. But they but then but then like the next session they love me. Uh, and they're like, Oh, thank God for you. <laughs> like, like, it's okay, you don't have to like me right now. <laughs> but but um but you have to trust me. That's the huge thing. You don't have to like yeah. me, but you have to trust me. Yeah. Um and but in that moment, so you're faced with that realization, you're like, Okay, she called me on it. Or for those of you at home, maybe you're like, Okay, that podcast called me on it. <laughs> and, and now I'm faced with like, okay, I was going for this because this is the safe thing. Because on some level, in my mind, I've decided that it'd be easier to be successful or make money or whatever it is doing this thing. Yeah. And here's the thing I really desire that scares the pants off me that feels really like vague and mysterious. And like, I need the stars to align for to have like a shot at it. Um, but that's the thing I really want to to I really want so you're at that moment you you know that that's what you really want and what did that process look like for you to get from that realization to being able to say, like deciding to go for it and like because I'm sure there was a lot of feelings and nervousness and am I sabotaging my whole is this woman gonna like make me homeless you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally that was a thought I was like crap I'm doing this um there were there were a lot of factors and so so on one side it's just showing up and actually doing the work before you even believe that it's going to go anywhere and so this is like the embodiment that we always talk about and like so my one of my like year goals was to to finish writing the songs and release my first solo album and I remember you said to me, um, okay, so non-negotiable every day, you're gonna write, you're gonna write. And I don't know if I told you this, but at that point, I didn't even really know how to write songs. Um, I'm like, I'm a drummer, so I'm always playing other people's songs and like was kind of doing that the whole time. And I was like, 
So, so when you gave me that assignment, I was just like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Like sit there and, uh, but, but that's what I did every morning. I, I got up and I showed up for the page and just like allowed myself to just write a bunch of crap for a while. And I, I joined a school, um, the songwriting school of LA. And it's been like, like, it's such an incredible school to get you from beginning to like prolific. And I just showed up for the work. And even, even with the self-doubt, I just showed up every day, same time, same place, and just like grinded through that part, ground through that part until I started to feel like I was actually good at it. And then, and, and from there it grew and grew. And then on the other side, it's dealing with the demons, right? So it's facing the self-sabotage and this is where you help me so, so much is like seeing that, stepping out of that, like stepping out of the drama, the internal drama that goes on in your head, taking a step back and saying like, okay, I see what's going on. I start to look for my self-sabotage tendencies so that I'm like, okay, that's a self-sabotage move. I see what I'm doing there. And like getting really perceptive to all those, all those ways in which I sabotage myself and creating practices to, to stay in, rooted in my own spirit. Yeah. And so I feel like the, like the realist question that people are probably wondering is financially, how did that look for you? Was it, was there, you know, were there things that you were doing financially before that you had to release to give the time to this? Were you able, was it more of you just not focusing on creating the courses or the other things or putting energy into making more money that way? How did it go financially? And how much of a factor was that in you? And I feel like I, I know these answers, but I want you to say them because I think these are the things that people think about that when they're like, okay, great. So that's all fine and well and dandy in a vacuum. Yeah. Where everything's provided for us. We'd all just like go for the, the moonshot. Why not? Right? right. And oftentimes it's like that. Hmm am I going to be homeless or am I going to pay rent or, you know, what's it going to yeah. look like? So tell us a little bit about that journey and how that like kind of factored into it all. Totally. Um, it got scary for a minute. I'm not going to lie. It got like, uh, uh, very tight and very like, um, like I, I, I leaned on credit cards. Honestly, I did. And, I, but I kept the faith. Like I, I knew that like, I felt like I was kind of going through the threshold and, and you know, there's, there's no easy way about it really. It's like, you just gotta keep trusting and pushing through the, the threshold. And, you know, there is a, you gotta, you know, look out for yourself and, you know, don't, don't be like totally, all sense to the wind, you know, take care of yourself, make sure you're eating and stuff. But I, I let things get really, really hard because I knew that it was going to work out. And because I, I saw the progress that I was doing and I pushed through it. And um, as I as I worked through my self-doubt stuff, I got more work because I wasn't having like, I wasn't thinking like, I'm not I'm not good enough to teach people or whatever. So I was just like getting jobs really easy, getting students really easy. And as gigs started coming back from quarantine, as there, there are now, we're getting a lot of gigs. I have like my money-ish has gone down so much because my self-worth has gone up so much that now when I'm pitching, I pitch for a lot more money and I don't have any, I don't feel weird about it at all. So it's actually, it's actually even though I had to sacrifice a little bit and like push through a scary point. It's in, in the long run made things a lot better. Absolutely. And now you're making even more money doing the things you love. Right. And it's right. all, it's all that there's no, no side, like my side stuff is like music side stuff. It's yeah. all, I, it's, it, it's worth 
it's worth the work because I get to wake up every day and I'm like, okay, my, my to-do list. Play drums, write a song, record a song, uh, have like a video shoot with my band, a photo shoot with my band, like all, like it's all just, it feels like one big passion project. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. So, okay, so let's, let's go to that. So that moment, what was that moment for you when you decided? Do you remember it? What were you doing? What, how did it come upon you? I don't know if it was, you know, I don't know if it was like one specific moment. It was more like a, a transition, I guess you could say. So, well, I like what you said about, and I think that was a really good, good tip for people as well, where you were like, okay, even when you were still in that kind of transition adjusting period, you were like, okay, Cass told me, and I, you never told me that you didn't know how to write songs. I love that you're just like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> that's a great quality. I mean, that's a great quality in Michelle. And it's, it's a great quality to just be like, okay. And that's just what sometimes like this being an outsider to, you know, like, I don't know anything about the music. I, I know very like lightly about the music world. Right. But sometimes it's helpful, honestly, to have someone that's like, out of the world to be like, okay, the obvious things to me would be if your goal is to, you know, write your album and, and have that is that you have time every day that one, you practice your craft and your writing and, you know, like X, Y, and Z. And then we discussed also having like, you know, some time one day that's more of like quote unquote marketing time where maybe you like reach out to people um, and like, you know, for whether it's for gigs or for studio contacts or whatnot. Um, but having those things and then just allowing yourself, even for someone who is doing this, and like you said, with your money journey, which I, I appreciate you being so honest with, I know it was tight for you, but also one things that you didn't mention was that there were, th there were times where literally Michelle manifested like random money, like random money that would come in. She'd be like, I have no idea, but like this check came in. <laughs> and it and always worked out like that. Yeah. <laughs> and if it was really hard, it would be like, whoa, cool. That's really helpful right now. <laughs> right. And and it, you know, and it just goes to show you the thing is it's scary. And I would never, you know, I don't uh just to just to be clear, I I didn't like advocate for Michelle to put things on credit cards or anything like that. That was no, no fully, that was all me. <laughs> all fully, me. Her, fully her own choice. But the truth is, is that sometimes we have to, you know, it's that saying you have to be able, like you have to bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. If we can't bet on ourselves, then how can we expect other people to bet on us? Right. And oftentimes the thing we think is like a huge bet is like in the grand scheme of things, even now, you're not even that far out. But just being like a few months out of it, looking back, you're like, that was the best bet of my life. That was the best debt I ever had mm -hmm. because it got me here. Yeah. Right. And now I'm in a totally different space. And and, and I'm doing the album and I'm recording stuff and I'm playing all the gigs and this is my main thing. And all I do is music, you know, and that was something that, you know, it was like a rite of passage, mm -hmm. right. That I went through and, and I had to release all of those beliefs and, and allow myself to have that space. And I think a lot of people, I will say this is the slight, you know, not to, not to hop myself in the same category as you, because I mean, not quite as cool as a musician, but like, <laughs> but like, you know, I think I was an, I was an actress. I don't know if people know this, but I was an actress for, I went to school for acting and then I acted in New York for a while before I, I, you know, do what I do now. Um, and, and even being an entrepreneur, I will say when you have that kind of like, like I've always just, I've always had that, right? Kind of like more volatile question mark life. And so that allows you, I think in a certain way to have a little bit, be a little bit more comfortable with risk. Yeah. Um, however, it does not, like you said, and I can speak for this for myself as well. It does not make you immune 
to it. It's still really scary. And we even have our like safety nets within that world where we're like, okay, like I have this safety net, right? Like, oh, I'll do like this kind of work that maybe isn't like my dream work, but it'll pay me, you know? And so we always have to negotiate with that as well. And, you know, for people that have like their, you know, a full-time job, I think it's, it's even harder for them on some level because they're so used to so much stability that it can feel really crazy. Um, but I love the, the, you know, the, the thing that you shared about just incorporating, starting to incorporate those things while you're trying to get your belief there, because even if whatever job you have right now, and you have like, whatever your big dream desire is, if you can find at least a few hours a week, even if it's on a weekend, will you like show up for that? And then I always say, um, you know, wait until the the actual the whatever job you have or whatever gigs the part-time gigs you have that aren't like aligned with your highest highest desire wait until they're actually getting in the way right yeah and when they're actually getting in the way then it's like bye right like when you're on tour so much say you're like then you're going to be like okay like if something else comes up that's not on like if like being on tour is like number one and then doing like, I know you also like do, um, I'm going to butcher the name of it, like musical riffs for, for different things, right? <laughs> what do you explain it? I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, so I do, um, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what, what you're referring to, but my like, my like at home side stuff, I guess would be teaching lessons. That would be, to me, that would be the first thing to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I thought you were, I know you do this thing. I'm not, I don't know how it's called, but you tell me where someone asks you to like write, um, like to do a, a track to something. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I was doing drum tracks. Yeah. So okay. I was doing drum tracks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was trying to illustrate, what I was trying to illustrate with that, why that is important for this example <laughs> is just because, okay, so maybe being on tour is here, right? Mm-hmm. Drum tracks might be below it, right? Cause like drum tracks are still fun, but like tour might be more fun than that. And right. then maybe your lessons are below that. Right. So you kind of come up with your little hierarchy Totally. Of like what's going to get pushed as things get busier and busier and busier. And that also can help you um, kind of maintain that. But there's no escaping really that leap, that leap moment. Totally. Yeah. And allowing yourself to get to the other side. And you also um, uh, manifested a, a studio. Yeah. And then manifested a bigger space so you could have a studio in your home. You want to talk about that? <laughs> yes yeah there's a couple of, of crazy things that I manifested so so um I so uh, this is a, a probably a good thing to talk about so when I was starting to write all the songs and like learning how to write songs part of um something Cass and I talk about a lot is quantum embodiment so basically just like stepping into the role and then as you step as you're stepping into it that's when you're like oh well this is what I do this is who I am and and, and you you naturally merge with that. And so the studio was basically that for me. Um, I, I was, it was quarantine. So like, you know, I, I had roommates at the time. So we were like kind of on top of each other and I needed a space. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to rent a space that is specifically for doing this work. And then there's, and, and, and by doing so, I had a separate space to block out the world and do the work. But also I was like, wow, I have a studio to write songs like I better show up for writing songs and I did and it really grew it 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 helped me grow and flourish in such a way and then and then I was like I need a place where I can have my drums and my song my songwriting in the same room because this is just feeling too apart and right when I had that thought my roommate was like hey I'm moving out and I was like I'm just taking over your space so now I've got it all in my house I've got a I've got my my songwriting workshop and my drum workshop all in the same place so I can record everything together and it's just it's so lovely. <laughs> it's, right? It's so, and it's such a huge difference from like where you were when we first started and how seriously you were taking your career. 
Right. I was basically hiding in a corner in my room with all my stuff, trying to like do it with equipment that it couldn't handle what I wanted to do. And, and by stepping up my space and my equipment and everything, it allowed me to have the, the room to really grow. Yeah, absolutely. And now it's also, you know, when we talk about uh, quantum embodiment, it's also, you know, it's the vibration and the frequency. Mm-hmm. right of of where you are and so you stepping into first when it was like stepping into your studio space and I do remember there was some releasing and shifting that you had to you know do energetically to to feel comfortable investing in that because that was you know an investment um and then also this is an investment too but since you already made that investment this one was more comfortable yeah, right it was a little step up and it's bigger than the first investment so it's like it's like before I took the the first studio, if I looked at this now, I would have been like, no way, that's not possible. And just yeah. like probably four months later, and it's like comfortable. Yeah. That's the magic of doing the work. Mm-hmm. That's the magic of doing the work. And then it's like, you, you're just like, oh, well, I arrived here. Look at here. I'm here now. Right? What else can I do? <laughs> right? What else can I do? And that's it. That's the fun of it, right? Because then yeah. you're like, okay, and it does. It. Th- that's why I think the most important thing is to make sure you're aiming your arrow in the right direction. Yes. Right? Because yes. once you aim the arrow in the right direction, yeah, there's going to be like stages and steps of that. But as long as you're going in the right direction, if you keep on just moving forward, you'll, you'll get there, right? Because it's like little by little once we expand to say, oh, it's totally possible for me to support myself as just a musician, right? And then we do it, then we're like, okay, it's totally possible to support myself as a musician doing just this and this, and then I do it, right? I've totally support possible with a studio, okay, and then we do it, and they're like, with a home studio, and then we do it, right? And it's like, what's that? Exactly, <laughs> this keeps growing. So what, um, hmm. is there any other manifestations that you want to share with people that you feel particularly called to? Yeah, totally. Um, another really big one was, um, so I had been working with a company called PS Audio doing drum solos. Oh, this is probably what you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I doing, doing drum solos for them, like recording drum solos. And um, some, uh, they reached out to me, but this time they asked me if I had any songs that I had been working on to record because they're doing a compilation album of, of full songs. And they had never asked me that before. And um, this was a big stepping up moment for me too because I hadn't recorded any of my own original music before. And so I was like, I just said yes. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh crap. All right, but so so basically it wasn't, not only was it them recording my songs, but they were recording my songs in an amazing studio. They paid me um, quite a bit for the compositions and for, I, I played drums, sang and played guitar on, on them. So I got paid for like all those things. Um, so, um, so they hired me to, for 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 my own original music then also to play the song and um and then recorded the song for me allowed me to hire the other musicians i needed paid for that and then i get full uh i i get to use the track when it comes out for my own so it's not like they just own it and i can't use it so it was like basically getting getting paid a a nice amount to record my first demo that will also be on their compilation album so people will hear it and amazing I couldn't have imagined I couldn't have come up with that on my own (laughs) (laughs) right it was even it was even better right but you were holding the vision for your demo right 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 and I love that and it's like when we when we hold that vision and we're open energetically to how it can happen then beautiful things like that happen. And that's why I always say like, don't get, you know, I just did uh, before, before this podcast, I did this manifesting masterclass I was teaching. And one of the things that I said was that, you know, cling to the essence, right? The essence of the desire of what you want to manifest of what you want to feel, right? 
like the essence is I want my original songs. I want them produced well. I want to be feeling empowered and supported and excited and, and all of that stuff when it happens, right? And then it's like, let the universe fill it in because clearly what they had in store for you was probably better than you had even imagined it could be like. <laughs> yeah, because I was starting to think like, okay, I, I'm going to have to think about how to get into the studio, how to, to pay for this. And, and that came up and one, it helped me to believe in what I was doing because I was like, it was like all in action and not, it wasn't just in my head like me in my room doing this anymore. It was like out in the world, working with an engineer, getting comfortable uh, with like giving other musicians their parts and, and doing that whole thing. It was a, a big step up for me because even though I have been in music for a long time and I've, I've, I've recorded in the studio and I, and I do that, I do that a significant amount. It was my own project. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was that whole, like a whole new level of, of your profession and operating really yeah. to be able to do all of that, which is incredible. So what, um, what did you, what do you feel like really helped that come through? Or should I say, was there, was there a releasing of having you feeling, was there a releasing of you feeling like you had, you had to figure it out in the way that you know that you think helped that came through or what, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a point when I realized that, um, you talk about this too, like specific and non-specific manifesting. And, and I, I realized that I, when I was being too specific, I was getting things that I didn't necessarily want. I feel like we, we can hold the vision, but we, we can't think of something better than what the universe can think of. So if we get really too specific, we constrict what can happen. And, you know, if I had been tunnel visioning about it, I might not even have, have recognized that opportunity. I feel like, so it was just like, it, I feel like what, the way at least I operate is getting, like opening my capacity for receiving those things, like being really comfortable with receiving those things and like doing the work to release self-doubt and all that stuff. And then just like, listening so that when it comes up being like okay I feel that feels like it's calling me yes being able to notice it when it comes up and that's beautiful what you said it's true it's a it's like yeah doing all that work to call it in and then listening when you get that instruction mm -hmm. and there's the difference between listening and then like using your mind to try to think of like what should I be doing right yes. actually that reminds you of the time when you were like, I feel like you're like either like I'm overworking or I feel like I'm not doing enough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and it was like, because there was, you know, Michelle, as I'm sure a lot of you listening as myself are, we're ambitious women. Right. So when we, once we, especially once we get our juices going and we're on track, we're on track, it's so easy for us to kind of overdo it and just be what I like to call muggling it, where, <laughs> you know, where you're just like, okay, well, I read, you know, how to record a demo 101, and I'm just gonna follow the, you know, and it's one thing, you know, if you're divinely led to how to record a demo one-on-one, -on -one, read that book, like, you know, it's the, the Bible or something, you know, but like, if your, your practical brain is just like, I have no idea how to make this happen, um, let me try to do, let me just flail. That's kind of what I feel like that is. Right. Yes. And it's like having that desire, but then like you were saying, it's like, yeah, it's like checking in every day and mm -hmm. saying, okay. And that's how we really helped her find sanity and balance <laughs> around like the overworking or underworking guilt and yeah. being like, I'm working just the right amount because I'm doing, you know, the basic things that we had established that her 2.0 you know, quantum embodiment self would be doing every day. So for uh, Michelle, I always call it her Rolling Stone self um, <laughs> because I just like see her in Rolling Stone 
And it's like, okay, the girl that, oh, and playing Red Rocks, because that's one of, you know, it's important to have like these things that are like, they create like a response in you, right? So now when, when Michelle has like something that she has to navigate, she can ask herself, okay, well, how would like Michelle that's in Rolling Stone and playing Red Rocks this week handle this? Right. Yeah. And, and it, 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 that helps to alleviate a lot of anxiety and also giving yourself permission to have spaciousness because if you are if you are filling every single moment with thinking about like what what you should be doing then you're not giving yourself the chance to like actually experience what your body's trying to tell you and and honestly if i had if i had you know, gone, if I listened to my practical brain this whole time, I wouldn't be doing anything because my practical brain is practical and it doesn't leave space for magic. Basically, it doesn't leave space for, um, it's like, to me, the practical stuff is the showing up and doing the work. And then you have to leave that balance of space in order for, for the work to go somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. And that is true, right? It's like if we listen to our practical brain, we wouldn't even allow ourselves to honor our desires half the time. Yeah. We'd be like, no, that's going to be too No. You'd be like, that's happen. a bad idea. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like when you think, when you imagine like whether or not you had parents like this, it's like what you imagine like the archetype of like old school parents to be like, no, right. honey, get a real job. <laughs> right? right yes it's like that's also our mind right our our logical mind can do that kind of stuff to us and sabotage us yeah um are there any other manifestations you want to share or a time where you felt like you really struggled that um might be helpful for people to learn um well the i think the main crux of everything was just getting to the point where I realized that it's like everyone always says it, it all comes from within you and that when you hear it can sound like yeah sure okay whatever but tell me how to do it but until like one until you show up for the work over and over and over and fail and get up and fail and get up you start to realize that the way you believe in yourself it it determines everything. So, so, so by showing up, you start to believe in yourself. And when you believe in yourself, your whole energy is different. And you could be doing the same exact thing and it will have a completely different outcome if you think that like you're, you're not good enough versus if you think like this is what I do. And it's a whole, whole different thing. So that was getting, getting to that point was was night and day to me and for that it was just showing up and in the face of disbelief becoming that by doing the work and and releasing all of the all the self-doubt because everybody deals with that no matter where they are on the path yeah and what were your favorite tools for releasing self-doubt or limiting beliefs at the beginning, they started out pretty intense. I did a lot of, um, I did a lot of rituals. Honestly, um, I did um, one one in particular that really helped was I went back to a, a, a specific specific points that I realized triggered me from my past, and so so one in particular was my vocal teacher, and I I, I learned through this process. I didn't realize how much what she said was affecting me but you know she essentially told me that I was like a little girl trying on her mother's heels and so and I was in college at this point so I was like uh you know so I I carried with me this feeling like I was a little girl playing dress up my whole career thinking like I will never be like that like what I look up to I will never be that I will always be this little girl in, in, in trying on my mom's heels. 
And so there was an exercise I found that you, you basically, you go into that moment and you relive it and relive it and relive it until it doesn't trigger you anymore. And so I, I, I did that. You basically just in meditation, visualize, go through the moment, allow yourself to feel every emotion that you felt in that time. And then after you do it so many times, you just start to get bored of it. You're like, okay, well, this doesn't really trigger me. This is just like a story that I don't care about. And when you get to that point, it, you know you've done enough work to be able to move past. And then I've noticed a shift in my life because I didn't feel like that little girl anymore. I was like, wow, that's something that I had dealt with, but that's not something that I have to walk with anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so important to have tools. That's a great, that's a great exercise um, for anyone that's listening that's in the process. This is like what you would do bilateral uh, stimulation on um, in that and the wounds section that we go through or one of the, you know, the kind of like a childhood meditation, except you go back to that time instead, right? Um, But it's important to like find these tools, have these tools, um, have a variety of them, right? So when these things come up and, and, and especially like we're recording this right now during like an eclipse time. And so a lot of people are having stuff come up for them right now. And I've been getting a lot of, a lot of people coming at me. Um, and, you know, and it's so funny because it's not my clients because my clients know how to handle it. Right. <laughs> right? right. My clients have the tools. My clients know, okay, it's just coming up. Let me open up my toolbox. Right. Let me go to my meditation. Let me journal. Let me do a ritual. Let me do my bilateral. Let me do my tapping. Right. Um, it's, it's, my friends who won't do my work. <laughs> One of the most important things you told me about that, because because if you ever work with Cash, she's going to give you tons of tools. <laughs> the most important thing was that you're like, do it in the moment. Like if you're sitting there and you're like starting to feel something, don't be like, oh, I'll work on that in my meditation in the morning. Like stop what you're doing and be like, why am I feeling like this? And what what is what is this? Let me move through it. Let me try and figure out what it is. And one thing that I've started doing lately, I have like a pocket crystal and it's just like every, I put my hands in my pockets a lot. So every time I touch it, it's like, I like the word here pops up in my mind. Like, like when you're a kid in school and you're like present here. Yeah. And it just, every time I touch it, it reminds me to be like, I'm here. I'm alive. Okay. I'm in the world. Things are okay. And it's so grounding. So, so that's a really important tool as well. I love that. I love that. It's, yeah, it's so important. And I think, yeah, the, um, the whole part of all of this, this process and everything that you've done, um, is that it's the living, breathing, growing process, right? Mm -hmm. So it's being able to, it's not like, you've come like a incredible way since you began. It's, it's amazing to watch all the things that you've manifest and where you are right now, you know, with rec- having everything recorded and your own work and your studio and like just whole, this whole really different life. It feels like almost right. Totally. Um, since you began and, and yet it's like, it's never done. Right. I mean, there's still there's still like more layers and more layers. And like as you grow and whatever your next, you know, level is, there'll be more. But the difference yeah. is, is that when people are like, oh, does it get easier? I do think it gets easier because it's more fun. Sure. It's more fun. <laughs> it gets fun because you're like, whoa, like this ish works. So that's yeah. fun. Yeah. And then it's also fun because just like you said, you make it your own and you develop these things like your crystal in your pocket or having those that that moment and that's why I think it is that's a great thing that you brought that up um it's a great little hack to know so often we just like it comes up and we're like oh maybe I'll have time to meditate later and how often do you actually get to do it later you probably don't and then you wait and you're like, oh, I'll do it on the next full moon I'll release it on the next full moon <laughs> right yeah. and, and and it's like if we just learn to dance with it, then when those things come up and we're like, oh, wow, I'm about to go send an email, you know, for this big concert or whatever the thing is, right? You're about to go do something and you're like, Oof, 
just got like a ping of self-doubt or like, wow, I just like heard my music teacher tell me like, you're a joke or whatever, right? <laughs> and you're like, okay. And we become aware in those moments to be like, okay, I see what's going on now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to shift it before I move forward. Yeah, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to just take, and the craziest thing is that we often assume it's going to take like seven hours. <laughs> it takes like five, 10 minutes often, right? right. To just yeah. be like, oh, okay. Conscious me recognizes unconscious thought yeah. and decides it's not true and regrounds in the present moment and regrounds in my quantum embodiment of what it is true and what I am anchoring in. And yeah. then you move forward. Yeah. And when we do that in those like little moments, like you were saying throughout the day, then all of a sudden it's like, we, we've done so much work that doesn't feel like work. Right. right. Because we haven't allowed, it's like when, uh, when you hear about that, like your vibration, <clears throat> you know, people like freak out, like, Oh, if I think a negative thought is my <laughs> vibration going to like ruin, you know, my manifestation, I get questions <laughs> like that sometimes. Right. And yeah. I'm like, this is more what it is. It's not just like, if you feel sad, like you're a human, you're going to feel emotions. That's fine. You know, you're not ruining anything by feeling your human emotions. Right. It's, with this stuff, right? It's with like, the more that you can finesse that and catch yourself because, because let's say you caught that moment with that voice teacher and you were like, I'm going to show up for this because this is clearly a biggie and I'm going to spend even a little bit more time and reprogram it. And now it's gone. Mm -hmm. And now that's like a thing that's no longer in your sphere. And then like the next time, you know, if you have a thought that says like, oh, Michelle, like, no one's going to book you. I don't know, whatever. Right. With these like things we think. Right. But yeah. you have a thought like that. And every, let's say you have it every time you go to submit to, you know, for a booking for when you're like doing a show or something like that. But every time you're like, stop, check in with myself. Right. That's bullshit. What's yeah. true. The true is that I'm really talented. What's true is that they'd be lucky to have me play. And what that just took me less than a minute. Yeah. Right? Maybe it takes you like 30 seconds longer, you know, yeah. for when you're sitting in it. But, and then you move forward from that and you do that a couple of times and then that thought's gone. That thought's like, okay, well, every time I do that, she's just going to swat me away. So why don't I even try? <laughs> right? Pruning. It's like pruning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like pruning. <laughs> uh, well, I'm so proud of you, Michelle. You're literally a rock star. <laughs> both in manifestation and in music um (laughs) thank you for coming on the podcast thank you for sharing your story do you have any closing wisdom or words to anyone that's listening that's just at the beginning of their journey right now i would just say that it's we have a tendency to tell ourselves stories and if you just keep coming back to the realization that you're alive and you're conscious and coming back to grounding in your awareness, you can always, you always realize that those stories are just stories and they don't have to run your life. You're in the driver's seat. Your fear doesn't have to be in the driver's seat. So if you continually come back to that and believe in yourself and just keep moving towards a dream, it'll happen for you. Amen to that. (laughs) <laughs> and I will put all of Michelle's uh, social media and her YouTube and stuff below if you want to check out her amazing music or you want to follow along with her on her journey. Um, be sure to do that. She's lovely. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you next week here on Divine Downloads. Thank you.